Welcome to the Energy Fellows podcast, where each episode is designed to share expertise and experiences from U.S. and global energy fellows. They provide direction and possible solutions for ultimate journey results. Here's your host, Mark Stansberry. Enabling best-in-class customer experience and operational excellence in a hyper-connected oil and gas world, TCS prioritizes problem-solving and leverages customer insights to drive real business results. To find out more, go to TCS.com. That's TCS.com. Welcome to another episode of the Energy Fellows Podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury, your host, and today it's a pleasure to have with us Matthew Dresser. And uh, he's from Tulsa with Pinwell Books, and I can't wait to talk about his experiences and knowledge and all the things he's gone through as far as his journey up to this point. It's a pleasure. Welcome. If I can call you Matt or Matthew, which is the best way? Uh, yes, sir. Matt would be great. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate you having me. Well, Matt, it's a pleasure. And you come highly regarded by so many, in particular, a good friend of ours, Bob Tippy, who was uh, chief editor of the Oil and Gas Journal for many years. And before we get started in detail of your journey and so forth, I do need to mention a few things. First of all, I want to thank the sponsor of this program. I appreciate the sponsor, the great sponsorship, the OGGN family. And if you go to the show notes, we have a survey there. It takes about 10 seconds, if not even less, to answer the question. And you'll get some stickers for your hard hats or laptop, whatever it might be. And then also, if you will, rate and review the program. We'd love to talk about the podcast. Tell us about it, things we can do better, things you like. We'd love to hear from you about rating and reviewing the podcast under the show notes as well. Well, Matt, as I say, you come highly regarded, man. And it's exciting because the journey you've had, and especially Pinwell, is uh, unbelievable. Before we talk about Pinwell, really want to talk about you talk about your experiences and your journey, because there are those that are listening to this podcast that are students or upcoming and through the high school, college, or also up to the senior fellows and businesses. So we have a lot of interest from those from different walks of life in the energy business, I should say, and different journeys they have right now going on. But let's start off with Matt. Where did you begin? What part of the world were you from? And tell us, take your time. Please tell us about you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I uh, ended up graduating from Union High School, and then I played soccer for two years at University of the Ozarks before transferring to Oklahoma State to finish my degree. I went into Oklahoma State, kind of an unknown situation. I, at the time, wanted to go through pre-med and then realized real quick that that wasn't the journey for me. So I switched to general business and I was there and the, uh, I graduated college in 01. So the tech boom was pretty strong going into, you know, the late 2000s. And so I went from general business to management information systems as my final major. And I like the logistics side and I like the e-commerce side. And, and again, I mean, that was kind of the buzzword or the buzz degree to have at the time. So I switched to that and graduated in 01 from Oklahoma State. And about the time I graduated is when the boom was turning into a bust. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a an interesting time to have that degree. But I was fortunate enough later that year to start with Dynagy in Houston. In another situation, I started the week that Dynagy bought Enron. So I was able to see firsthand kind of the whole change in the energy trading side of the world with Enron going down and then with everybody's financials being opened up and Sarbanes-Oxley coming into play. 
but I started at Dynegy in the accounting group. They wanted somebody that knew Excel very well to be in their group because it was a very spreadsheet driven role. And so started in, like I said, November of 01, the week that the Dynegy acquired Enron. And, you know, unfortunately saw a lot of my colleagues get laid off throughout my first six months at Dynegy. I was young and cheap, so they kept me. <laughs> but that forced me to learn beyond just the spreadsheet aspect. I learned GLs. I learned reconciliations. I learned a lot more about accounting than mm-hmm. I ever thought I would, which I'm thankful for now. No question about it. You had quite a history there by uh, being in the early stages of transition. Talk about transition. Now, that was quite the transition. Tell us more from there. Yeah, it really was. It was a weird time. It went from an industry that I think what I had heard was traders could walk basically across Louisiana or Main Street in Houston and switch companies um, pretty easily just to make more money. And it was it was a good, thriving industry. Dynagy was originally the NGC, National Gas Clearinghouse, and then they acquired some assets in Illinois. And then they actually, I worked on the West Coast assets in California. So if you look at the history, that's where most of the marquee manipulation was, was in Southern California with Enron. So I got to be involved with a lot of aspects of that. I actually got to visit the California ISO and see their control room, which was really neat. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, you've had such an experience that's already to this point with your company. Tell us from that point, where did you go? Yeah, so I stayed at Dynagy from 01 to 05, ended up taking a role with a company called The Structure Group, which is now a part of Accenture. But I joined them in their client support role. There was a product called InMarket that I used at Dynagy, and I switched to the vendor side in a support role and started there. And so my first six months was in client support, and then I shifted to the consulting side of structure with a mindset that is virtual offices. So at that point you could live wherever you wanted to. And so my end goal was to get back to Tulsa. So in 06, I was on the consulting side for structure, planning to move to Tulsa. And then just on a whim, I saw a job posted on Williams.com, which is the midstream EMP company and power company at the time out of Tulsa. I applied to that thinking that nobody actually reads your online applications and got a phone call about three days later and ended up taking a job and starting with Williams in May of uh, 2006. That's a great company, by the way. I think a great heritage for sure through the years in Oklahoma and nationally, internationally. Yeah, it definitely was. It was strong. They have good community support and it's a great company to work for. Again, unfortunately, Williams was in the process of trying to sell their power assets. So I remember in May of 07, walking into the office with one of my colleagues met me on the trade floor when I sat down and said, have you seen the email? And I said, no. He said, well, we were just sold. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, it's like, okay, (laughs) what do we do now? So we closed up the books through November of 2007, the roll down of Williams Energy or Williams Power. Mm-hmm. And it was sold at the time, it sold to Bear Stearns, which then Bear Stearns collapsed. And right now, as I'm telling you this, I'm thinking everything I've touched in my resume <laughs> has been sold or collapsed. So, <laughs> well, we talk about transitioning, though, you've got the experience of, that many don't have. So that's good. That's a good thing to have, actually, not necessarily the transitioning to be able to adapt, I should say. Sure, sure. 
Yeah. So fast forward to 2007, November of 07 is when the deal closed in about, I'd say September, October that year, the process started of what was your next move. And it was, you really had three options. You could try to take a job or interview and take a job with Bear Stearns, which I think turned into JP Morgan, if I'm not wrong, and move back to Houston, or you could apply internally to a job inside Williams and try to work there, or you could start fresh. And I think for me, it made sense to start fresh. And so I took the severance package, which was really strong and started looking for a job about that time and was in between jobs from um, November of 2007 until I started with Penwell in January 2008. Is that where you first met Bob Tippy? It is. Yeah. Well, what a great gentleman, a wonderful person. And so 2008, so what was your title then? What were you involved with at Oil and Gas Journal? Yeah, so in or I say or Penwell, there, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, there was and you know, Penwell was kind of the hidden gem of Tulsa. Oh yeah, no question. If you knew about it, you knew about it. And if you didn't, you know, you really were asking what it was as, you know, a strong family held company, private, cash in the bank, no debt, just a really, really strong, strong company to work for, but it was kinda under the radar. And so mm-hmm. Through a referral, they were starting this group. It was going to be Penn Energy Research. So Penn Energy was developed in 2006, and it was kind of a bridge between Penwell's oil and gas publications and power publications. It was online only, and it was the way to feature all energy news kind of in one source. And through that, they had a research group, which research at the time, it meant more selling the data sets that came out of the oil and gas journal, as well as trying to find new authorships or research reports to sell to the different industries. And so they had a research analyst position that I interviewed for and ended up taking that. It was myself and one other gentleman that were in the group. And that's where I started. So I, like I said, I didn't know anything about Pinwell or media or anything beyond just magazines showing up at my door. So how many years were you with Pinwell, and then when did Pinwell transition? Talking about yeah, transition. so Pinwell actually sold in 2018 to Clarion Events. So I was there right over 10 years when I was sold. So you got to live in Tulsa where you like to be and, and enjoyed that time, I'm sure. So when this 10-year window, you were in charge not only of publications and research in that area, didn't you get involved with events? Because I believe there was a pipeline event that I spoke to, I think it was 2018, right about the time the transition to Clarion occurred. It was, yes. So from 2008 to 2011, I was just in the research group and I ended up becoming the PL owner of the research group in 11. And I maintained that as well as then I picked up the PL position or publisher position of Penn Energy in 2014. And so I was running both the media for Pen Energy and the research group. I think I had a staff of about eight that mm-hmm. we all worked together to get the news out and get the research products out. And then in early 2016, I was actually appointed to be the publisher and PL owner of the Penwell Books Group, which at the time was heavy in oil and gas, power, and then fire mm-hmm. and fire safety. And so that was kind of the breadth of my resume was growing at that point. And then the Pinwell 
Pipeline Exposition Show. It popped up in 2017. Pinwall acquired that. It was a, a small Tulsa show mm-hmm. that was owned by VacuWorks, and mm-hmm. they wanted to get some more traction and get it out from under their business unit, so they sold to Pinwall. So we had the first one in 2017. We had the second one that you spoke at in 2018, and then that was the final Pipeline Expo that happened. Right. I remember attending and speaking. I really enjoyed that. Very well put together. Great presentation of individuals from across the U.S. and the world, as far as that goes. It was a great exhibit and uh, conference. You moved from that point to taking over Pinwell Books. When did that occur? And specifically, what is your title and role now? And want to learn more about Pinwell. Yes, sir. So 2018, I was acquired by Clarion. And then in 2019, we were part of uh, four groups that were divested by Clarion. So Clarion was more interested in just the power and fire industries. And Pinwell had numerous verticals besides that. So we were packaged up. We were just sold as Pinwell Company to Endeavor Business Media. And that was part of the petroleum group, the water group, the, uh, the technology group, and the dental group. And so from there, the opportunity came about to actually buy Pinwell Books outright. So I closed... I started the process in early 2020, and then we all know what happened in around March of 2020. It kind of delayed the process, but September 20 is when we closed on Pinwell Books, and we spun it out to Pinwell Books LLC, and we're the owner of all of the energy titles, so oil and gas, power, renewable energy. The fire titles that were previously under Pinwell Books, they stayed with Clarion as fire engineering books and videos. Unbelievable. You have how many books, publications that you're involved with our current title list we have 160 titles um, 60 goodness. of those are also available in ebook and the strength of pinwell books it was founded in 1970 mm-hmm. so it operated as what was neat about it is it operated kind of as the only true pinwell brand in name so when people thought of oil and gas journal it was oil and gas journal or power engineering was power engineering but then pinwell books was pinwell books and so mm-hmm. We actually had that at a trade show where somebody came into our booth and said, oh, I didn't even realize you guys did magazines. I thought you just did books. And really, the company was founded on the Well and Gosh Journal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your title now is CEO or? Yeah, I'd go as publisher slash owner. Okay, okay. Well, I asked that because it's really interesting. I've had some interviews as of late and uh, I had it written down or got the message of what their title was and they changed titles since I... <laughs> Within a few weeks from the time time I started interviewing, so I had to adjust some there. So now I'm being cautious about making sure I get to a publisher-owner. And so how do individuals or entities, how are you reached? And I guess you have the website. And what other ways? The website mainly? or Yeah, so we sell at penwellbooks.com. That's the best way to reach us. We sell both our physical and ebooks. They ship out of Tulsa. We're also featured on Amazon, and then we sell internationally through a couple distributors. But the best place to reach us is penwellbooks.com. Are you looking for authors and for others interested in putting books together, or is it pretty well you assign the work, or how's that work? Yeah, so we get a couple of inquiries a month of people that want to write a book. So a lot of our authors are either subject matter experts or engineers in the fields, Our books range from very technical books to our non-technical series. And the non-technical series has really kind of been the bread and butter for Pinwall Books. 
throughout the year. And there was a book that the first edition was written in 78. A gentleman, William Leffler, was approached by Pinwell. Mm-hmm. And he was an engineer, but he was writing, he was teaching a course on the refinery. And it was just refinery in normal language. And he was approached and ended up writing petroleum refining in non-technical language in 1978. And we're since we published the fifth edition of that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. In 2020. So he's been with us for 43, 44 years now, actually 45 and his books. And so what they found with him, they found a very good recipe of taking a very technical topic and, you know, making it more generalized so that the goal of the books is if you read one of our non-tech books, you should be able to have an intelligent conversation with somebody after reading it. I mean, you're not going to go and run the refinery, but at least you'll know what's going on. And so, you know, Bill Leffler started with Penwell and at that point in time, and then what they ended up doing was they ended up saying, okay, this petroleum refining book worked. Let's do a pipeline book. Mm-hmm. Bill, can you do it? And he said, I can't do it. He said, but I know an engineer that can, and then I can write it for him. So he's since published about seven other titles in our non-tech series of different oil and gas divisions. Oh, that's fabulous. Subjects. Do you see that there's quite, you mentioned 60 eBooks, I believe. Are you seeing that transition quite a bit or is it still new frontier? I mean, it's, are people still ordering the hard copy more or do you see the eBooks coming to the forefront? It's there. It's roughly about 5% of our total revenue. What we find is because our books are industry books, you know, we feel that people still like to hold them and, and whatnot, but we do find more of our international sales coming through eBooks because it eliminates the need to ship the books to them, but it's really still pretty small. I mean, it's a nice to have, but we find that most of our books still really sell physically. You primarily, I guess, go online like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other ways besides Pinwell Books. How else can individuals get a copy of the books? Yeah, so really the two major sources are pinwellbooks.com and then as well as Amazon. Students will be able to find our books. So if the book's been adopted by the university or by the professor, the bookstore will have a certain number of copies in their bookstore. But those are really the main situations. Our books from time to time will be picked up by Barnes & Noble for the mass distribution. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, we're more direct to consumer as far as ordering it online and shipping it to you. That's wonderful. And so, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably pretty popular with universities and uh, students there as well, I would say. You still have conferences or anything you're involved with? Do you go to two conferences, I guess, and have booths and things like that? Or is it primarily just online? No, I do still go and attend shows. I've been fortunate enough through the relationships with the former petroleum group at Penwell. My former colleagues at Clarion now, there were, you know, I can sell books at PowerGen International and Distributech, Subsea Tieback, and then I've recently been able to create a partnership with NAPE. So I had a bookstore at NAPE earlier this month, which is a North American prospect. Oh, yeah. Show. And it's wonderful. It's a fantastic show. I mean, it's the most energy of any show I attend. It's just people are happy. Oh, it's grown. It keeps continues to grow different ways, having, you know, the summer nape and the big nape, I call it the January, February time frame. It's unbelievable. As far as advice, and I say this, those that are students and upwards, as far as senior fellows, that kind of thing, you know, in their careers, 
And so uh, there are those that listen to this podcast, and in kind of any age, any part of life they're in, there's always some advice and tips, habits, things like that along the way. Do you have any advice, tips, habits that you have seen or taken on or whatever through the years that you can pass on to some others? Yeah, I would say I've been pretty fortunate. If you look at my resume, to be where I'm at today would not have been possible had I not traveled on the journey I did. So going through college, I worked at a store called Abercrombie and Fitch. I loved retail. I loved, in fact, I had kind of small ambitions to go that route out of college and then realized that I didn't want to put that many retail hours in a week and it really wasn't the right fit. But, you know, I loved retail. I loved e-commerce. And then at, uh, at Dynagy, I learned, you know, more about accounting and then Penwell was about marketing and management and then learned the books group. And so all of that together has allowed as being a single business owner, I can wear many hats. I know enough about each segment to be dangerous, but I know also <laughs> my limits. And so I have an accountant, a really good accountant that I work with when I don't or can't, I'm not a very creative person. So I have an artist that does all of our ads. So mm -hmm. I know how to do enough, but I also know when to ask for help. And my whole reason for bringing all that up is, you know, what I would say is just don't ever stop learning. Like everything I've learned has got me here. I mean, had you asked me in 2001 if I would be the owner of a book company, I mean, I would really not have believed you. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to own my own company. I just didn't know what that was going to be. But it allowed me to really focus on the love of retail and e-commerce with the ability to educate the industry and try to keep growing it. Well, you definitely have the experience of adapting, which is unbelievable because, you know, a lot of individuals just go, I can't go any further. This is it. And you kept adapting and pursuing. And I see that from my perspective, that that's a really great thing you did because when you had this one door closed and other doors open and you looked past to see what you could do and make a difference. And look where you are. Yes, I congratulate you. Owner, publisher of Pinwell Books is quite an accomplishment. And that's fabulous. Again, give us the website to go to for your uh, company. Yeah, it's pinwellbooks.com. So that's P-E-N-N-W-E-L-L-B-O-O-K-S.com. And then we have a presence on all the social media pieces as well. What's most popular now? I mean, we've got so many subjects before us and challenges before us in the energy industry, you know, from ESG to uh, geopolitics to LNG, all the different forms. I'm going to say all the different forms of energy, the transition we've mentioned several times here. Where are we going? What do you see? And what's popular from the standpoint of reading and interest? Yeah. So if we're just looking at true book sales, um, our best sellers are around the petroleum refining non-technical book. Uh, we also have uh, trading natural gas, second edition. The first one was in 97. Second one was written in 2020 by Fletcher Sturm. We've since had a handful of books published. I was fortunate that Michael Tusiani and Gordon Shearer, who wrote the LNG non-technical first and second edition, had approached me Really, they actually approached to me before the pandemic started to write kind of an LNG, here's where we're at type book. And then, and that happened. So they put it on hold and kind of watched where the LNG industry was going. And we just recently published LNG after the pandemic came out in February of this year. And oh, that's then, fabulous. Yeah. 
Yeah, through another, uh, actually through Bob Tippy. Mm-hmm. I met a gentleman, Richard Westney, who had his own consulting group and then was sold it to McKinsey and is an independent consultant now, but has an affinity for really the planet and ESG. So he's written a book, the ESG planning guide that uh, will be published. It actually releases Wednesday of this week. Well, congratulations and how wonderful. This has been truly an honor to have you on the podcast in this episode. And I know there'll be those that reach out to you and follow up with this because you have so much to offer the public through reading and the knowledge that you've shared and what you've said of how to meet challenges that I really respect when it comes to adapting and pursuing opportunities, but then also being successful in that journey. You've had a great journey and just getting underway, it sounds like, Matt. And so I look forward to hearing more about it in upcoming years ahead and months ahead and and really want to keep in touch with you and your achievements ahead. You've been listening to Matt Dresser, and he's with the owner-publisher of Pinwell Books and pinwellbooks.com. The future of energy depends on us, depends on all of us. I'm Mark Stansberry, and thank you, Matt. You've been listening to the Energy Fellows podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's wonderful. Thank you. Join us again next week on the Energy Fellows Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.